the know for Thursday, April 21, the 11th, uh, the 111th day of 2022. There are 254 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. What's going to be weather-wise for the weekend looks going to look great. And we're celebrating a couple of big milestones around the old uh, the old show today. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. My hair may actually look better if it were on fire, <laughs> but at this point, it's just been <laughs> rained on. You're moving so. Mach 9, yes. maybe not Mach 9.25 yes, even it's, today. it's been a, yeah. Uh, happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Uh, it's at least the, what, the, perhaps probably the second time I've been able to. Yes. But but publicly, I should say happy anniversary yes. to you. Ten years of marital bliss today. So it was uh, ten years ago today that... <laughs> Uh, we were we were wed. There's a wedding photo there. Um, I, I, I've changed slightly. You haven't changed a bit since then. Oh, so no, no, not a bit. S- still mm-hmm. same. So we got a couple of milestones. We'll get to the other one in just a moment. But uh, I love you and happy anniversary. I love you too. So happy glad, anniversary. Good, good to see you. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio de Janeiro, Tokyo, and Litchfield. Sam Darnley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I don't know if you heard him celebrating an anniversary today. I did. I did hear that. So uh, I did hear that. And, and thank you for your anniversary greetings to the both of us. Yes. When you came into the studio, that was very kind. Uh, but that is um, it's it's hard to believe a wedding anniversary can be overshadowed. Um, just a little bit. Especially a 10-year one, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe this one Maybe this one is on a level playing field with the other one, but we learned a few years ago our anniversary was going to take a backseat to some little lady's uh, birthday. So we got married 10 years ago today, and then along the way we picked up a gorgeous child, uh, uh, and her birthday is actually on our anniversary and so, uh, Miss Alea Elizabeth is celebrating yes. six years old today. That's, so she's. Yeah. So the, the one right before that, that was her new birthday outfit. But this is her. Yeah, right there. Now, this is her. She had special donuts uh, this morning, and we put candles in them. So uh-huh. she's still in her PJs at this point. But yeah, she woke up to a new outfit <laughs> and birthday donuts. And, yep. Living her best life. Yes, there she is. I had the privilege of taking her to school today (laughs) and dropping off uh, also her class here. By the way, it's kindergarten day. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. So you've got our... next year then first grade day? Uh, Well, she'll be lobbying for that. But um, (laughs) she she gave whoever's treat day it was the day off. Mm -hmm. And so they're having special uh, unicorn rainbow snack cakes. 
yeah. uh, and her class today. So Miss Amy and, and her students live in their best life today mm-hmm. as Alea celebrates six years. There's so, even some um, fudge rounds in there if you're not a big unicorn uh-huh. treat fan. I, there's another box of something in there. There's like 40 little Debbies in that bag. <laughs> By the way, in case you can't notice, that child isn't loved. No, she's not, not a bit. She's not loved at all because uh, we also got to talk to Mama Carla on the way uh, on the way to school. And so big surprises when she gets home this afternoon and spaghetti dinner and all that stuff. So it's... Uh, going to be uh, going to be a big day so that's uh, that's great happy birthday to her uh weather wise today you can i think the wettest part of the day has already occurred and we are going to see uh we saw some wind earlier but we're going to see a gorgeous stretch of days if you can just get through uh today we'll see some morning showers drier conditions expected through the end of the week and then almost like hello summer tomorrow sam look at that 83 sign me up sign me up I, uh, I'm, I'm loving, yeah. You just, are just loving give, it? Give me 83 and then 85 on Saturday, too, which is even better. And Sunday, I mean, really, if you are if you have anything to do this weekend, like maybe have an outdoor prom, <laughs> it's <Yes>. us. <laughs> but then I'm also wondering, you know, we have, you know, tried to do so much for Cougar Baseball. And we have Cougar Baseball scheduled again tonight. And we've, this is now, I think, I mean, I don't know. It hasn't been canceled yet, but. We might have our third Cougar baseball game out of four we've already had scheduled get canceled because of rain. Can we stop? We'll keep our fingers crossed, uh-huh. and uh, maybe maybe it will go. They've got. I think the the wind is going to help things dry this uh-huh. afternoon. Unfortunately, I don't know if they'll have. Do to they ke- do they have? You know, do they have at Don Lee Field like at NASCAR races those big big jet dryers? Do they have those at Don uh, Lee Field? Do you I know? I would think. I mean, surely they've, doesn't they've considered? Doesn't that. Mr. McGee drive those? <laughs> yes, around? I think he's a big diesel truck that he drives around and uh-huh. with those blow. Yes. Uh, I So the wind blowing later today may help dry things out, I'll, although I I fear that they might have to make a decision mm-hmm. before a time they can reasonably be confident. Now, game time, it might be playable, but I'm uh-huh. afraid that because there's traveling involved and everything, it might not work out. But uh, we'll see a high of 70 today, 55 tonight, 83 tomorrow, and then just gets better. But then let's not talk about next week. Can we just pretend like the weather... Well, I, mean, pretend, I mean, it's not bad. 68 but, is not terrible. But look I mean, at Tuesday. I was just trying to be optimistic. I was trying to Positive. draw the line at Sunday, and you drew me into next week. I was, <laughs> I was fine to stay for the, for the weekend. Hey, uh, in Ukraine, some uh, the war refugee number in Ukraine is now topping 5 million as the assault intensifies. So there have been some other things that have been distracting us nationally the last couple of days. But the situation in uh, Ukraine still... Still concerning. Kiev still standing this morning. Uh, the the number I think the Russian uh, uh, propaganda machine was trying to say there had only been like two thousand civilian deaths, and the United Nations and others are saying absolutely way more, way more than two thousand that have been involved. Uh, closer to home, uh, one of the things that's been occupying some of the national news cycle is the fact that a Florida judge earlier this week overruled the Biden administration and said, no, this mask mandate that you're doing, uh, it's not law. You can't say that it's law. And so therefore it's, uh, it's void. And that, that sent a ripple effect throughout the public transportation community earlier this week. Now the justice department is filing an appeal seeking to overturn that judge's order that voided the federal mask mandate on planes and trains. 
The notice came minutes after the CDC asked the Justice Department to appeal the decision handed down by a federal judge in Florida. A notice of appeal was filed in federal court in Tampa. The CDC said in a statement yesterday that it is continuing assessment that at this time an order requiring masking in the indoor transportation corridor remains necessary for the public health. It remained unclear whether the Biden administration would ask the appeals court to grant an emergency stay. That's going to be very hard to walk back. The, the, the fact that they let people immediately go about their business, it's going to be hard to walk that back. But here is where I will. I don't know if I would say that I'm following the Biden administration on this, but I am following the CDC and I am following the Justice Department to this end. At the very beginning of the pandemic, I said, we're going to find out the true strength of our Constitution. We're going to find out some things that we don't know about our country, our society, and ourselves, and we're going to find out those things. We do need some guidance from the court level to get some rulings on who is able to do what when conditions such as that are warranted. So I do believe that it's been overplayed and overstayed, but should we find ourselves in this situation or a similar situation, we need some clear guidance on who to listen to and who can order it and who cannot. And so it can't just be, you don't have the power to do. Someone needs to tell us to get out of the middle of the road. You know, if we're about to get run over by something, someone needs to be able to say, and someone we trust needs to be able to say, you better get off the road because you're about to get hit. So I will, I am interested in following that through to find out where the where the legal limits are who's, so who's that we the know person that we all trust dolly is dolly parton i mean i'm trying to think of like there's only a list of a handful of people that you could say that we all trust is that gonna have to go on her the rock dolly's pretty good <laughs> no not the rock because i the think rock. the rock can be politicized i think i think you, you, it's a really you you make a really good point sam because dolly has been masterful at swimming in the middle of the mm-hmm. water, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know because of, of Dolly's conservatism and her spirituality, you would think, you know, from where she was raised, you think, well, she would have a, like a conservative ideology. But she's out here just kind of swimming in the middle. She mm-hmm. loves everybody. Everybody's mm-hmm. loved, you know, da-da-da-da. Well, we know, so we know her sister and our senator aren't necessarily <laughs> on uh, speaking terms. She's been masterful in that <laughs> regard. Dolly has, so maybe. You know, you probably Is have she- a harder time finding more people to line up against her. So, yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah I definitely agree with that. But, no, it's just interesting. Some of the other headlines today. A Litchfield woman with a long history of theft arrests along with recent drug possession charges has been hailed in, uh, jailed in Hardin County on drug trafficking charges. The Greater Hardin County Narcotics Task Force has arrested 40-year-old Crystal Wilson on Monday. She is charged with trafficking in a controlled substance. Additional other charges being held in the Great uh, Hardin County Detention Center on a $75,000 bond. The Grayson County Retired Teachers Association has announced this year's winner of the AARP Kentucky Grandparent of the Year Essay Contest. The annual contest features a the nurturing relationship between grandparents and their grandchildren with students highlighting why their grandparents should be chosen for the honors. The contest is open to all Kentucky fifth graders. A winner is selected from each school, and then an overall county winner is selected from the winning school entries. This year's winning county essay was written by Caneyville Elementary student Chloe Van Meter. She will represent the county at the district level. She and her teacher, Rhonda Collard, each received a prize. 
And other winners from the other elementaries, Jaden Nugent at Clarkson, Nolan Roof at Lawler, and uh, Josie Stennett at Wilkie. I hope I'm saying that right. It's J-O-C-E-Y. Hope I got it right. So congratulations to them and their honors. That's sweet. Yes, I I love it. I didn't know this existed, but I think it's it's a good context because it's the Retired Teachers Association. Mm -hmm. Obviously, more likely to be grand... Parents or be grand, careful now. My mother's grand, a retired teacher. Apparently, well, she may be telling you that she needs some grandchildren. So, uh, Kentucky Governor Bashir signed into law yesterday a bill allowing students to receive excused absences from school for mental health reasons. Another measure signed by the governor aims to attract more healthcare workers, especially in underserved areas. He also signed a proposal preventing anyone convicted of various sex crimes from being certified as a peace officer. There, uh, they were four. Among 14 measures recently passed by lawmakers that the governor signed into law that he says helping us build a better Kentucky. It includes uh, House Bill 222, seeks to dissuade individuals from filing frivolous lawsuits um, or threatening court action for the purpose of stifling public debate. That um, You say, well, how, how does that work? Sometimes when people will be the they'll be powerless except for having a voice and big companies will come along and threaten some type of litigation or lawsuit to try and mute them and they think well I better do that because I don't want to get I don't want to get sued when the fact of the matter is they don't have anything to sue you for mm-hmm. to take but obviously it's often a very effective tactic for for a big company to do so there's some legislation against that. And then House Bill 573 establishes a recruitment and retention tool for addressing the health care worker shortage. And as I mentioned, the, the one about the peace officers and, uh, and crimes being committed. Uh, the Capitol don't. I was in Frankfurt yesterday, but I did not make it to the Capitol area. I was more in horse farm country of uh, Franklin County than I was in uh, in uh, the governmental sector. But I see where our Capitol Dome restoration project is ongoing. The first steps in an extensive restoration project on the state capitol dome are taking place this week, which will require the closing of the brass door between the rear of the capitol and the capitol annex for nearly two weeks. I bet you're glad I told you that, Sam, because mm-hmm. you had been going to that doorway thinking, mm-hmm. I can get in well, through well, that door, and Sam, you can't get like, in that door. Like I was, telling, I, think I was telling you, I've never been to the state capitol. For, well, we're going to fix that. We're going to change that. I have so. been once to Frankfurt, and it was for a high school football game. That's Could, it. So you were also probably in horse country. I was at Franklin County High yeah, School. I don't know where Franklin County I High School that's, is. I think that's kind of in downtown Frankfurt. Is it? It's yeah. closer it would, to... It would make sense. Uh-huh. My guess it's an old school or an older school. Uh-huh. Or maybe and, it's a new building, but it's a school that's the been Cooper there Jaguars for, came in there for a long time. Spanked them up and picked up a win. Too. Oh, this was back in your Cooper days. Uh-huh. Uh, so I did notice, I have been at the... Um, I've been at our nation's capital when they were working on the rotunda, and there's not much they can do about it on the inside. But when they were the last time they were working on the exterior of the Capitol Rotunda in Washington, mm-hmm. they had a big skirt around it that was printed to look like the Capitol, huh. so that for so that your pictures weren't messed up. Now, yeah. some of the outer congressional buildings, when they do that, they don't go to that trouble. But that that dome being the uh, icon of freedom around the world, they said, well, if you go to the trouble to come to our Capitol, we want your picture to be as good as possible. Well, I know I was in. Charleston, West Virginia, about four or five years ago, when they were doing renovations on there, they were doing what Frankfurt's doing now. Yeah, and it was interesting because they had all the scaffolding on the outside, and it was just it was weird to look at because you just don't think of seeing a Capitol building looking like that. So I don't think that they're putting the skirting or the cover around our dome. Mm-hmm. However, I would point out that 
the finance cabinet says the current estimated cost for repairs to the Capitol Dome is $15,711,000. I would think we could get a curtain for that. Yeah. Like, couldn't, could they throw in a curtain <laughs> that looks like the dome for 15 mil? Could they not do a green screen? I, I mean, I, could, I understand inside they might not be able to fix it, but mm-hmm. for 15 million, I mean, I shoot, wouldn't know you how much. Spend, you could spend a quarter of a million on a big drape. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not sure. The state police are beginning their uh, Cover the Cruiser campaign. They'll once again show their support for the Special Olympics hosting the Cover the Cruiser fundraising event at various locations across the state next week. It begins Monday. They'll have various cruisers uh, parked at public location, encourage Kentuckians to cover the cruisers with custom uh, Special Olympics Kentucky stickers for a minimum donation of $1, which will go directly to the Special Olympics. So, great idea. That's neat. Great I know I always see Trooper Sharp. He always posts about that and where they are on his social medias. A building material supplier and manufacturer is expanding its operation in western Kentucky, adding 100 jobs, Legacy Metals, LLC. Plans a $1.2 million project in Hopkinsville that will include a new facility with two manufacturing lines to develop trim roofing and siding panels, according to the governor's office. Uh, Closer to home, I saw a story at K105.com where uh, Grayson County High's Ethan Hall is signing to play football at Defiance College. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) I went on to read, I apparently know have known about Defiance College because... There's another Grayson County in it, Defiance College, is there? Or is there not? No. This is our first? This is our first. Okay, okay, good. I don't feel so bad now because when I thought it, I thought it's an odd it's an odd choice for a name mm-hmm. of a of a of a college. Mm-hmm. Uh it 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 appears to me you would want a college to be the opposite of Defiance. Mm-hmm. Uh which I'm not sure the technical def, uh, opposite of where is Defiance College? What should I know about Northwestern it? Northwestern Ohio. So it is It is cl- okay, near like Fort ca- Wayne, Indiana. I won't count off for it being Ohio. Okay, yeah. go Well, ahead. would you rather be in Indiana? No, I'd rather be in Ohio. Yeah, no, so, and, yeah, it's, okay. and it's one of those, like, it's over the border in Ohio. It made sure that it stayed in Ohio. It didn't uh-huh. go into it. But it's near Fort Wayne, Indiana. So it's kind of in that northern, western portion of Ohio. They're a D3 school in the HCAC. I know Ethan, he was telling me yesterday that they're playing uh, he's going to be playing fullback for them, so he played center for the Cougars. He's going to be playing fullback for Ooh, the Yellow yeah. Jackets, which so I, I he like. He gets to be the leading edge of uh-huh. punching people in the mouth and, and bowling them over. And he's going to be majoring in molecular biology. Oh, so, okay, so I see. Yeah, gotcha. he said that, yeah, and I was like, so oh. And so, I chuckled, and I said, there's a reason I'm in radio. He's a definite D-minus student at Grayson <laughs> County High. Uh, yeah, poor, going poor into Ethan. pre-med, molecular. Because yeah. he said, oh, I'm going into pre-med. I said, okay, well, I can print that. <laughs> he says, well, actually, it's more specifically molecular biology. I was like, oh, well, yeah. yeah. Let's get <laughs> it right. Here's what I do know. I know that Ethan and his family will make sure that some good down-home, south-central Kentucky hospitality, manners, and ideology will take it into Ohio and will start to will start to plant seeds that will maybe change Ohio. Well, That'll I know that he his mom told me, and it's in the story at K105.com, that when they stepped on, it the campus of Defiance, which is only about 950 kids, reminded them a lot of Grayson County. Just the feel of it, just really down-home, people are really nice, and that's what really drew them to it. Think about it this way. There are more students at Grayson County High School than yes. there are at Defiance College. Correct. If it's a 950. So, but that's yeah. awesome. Now the Cougars, in the last two years, have had six players go play college football. That's great. That's, that's wonderful. Great. Uh, and then big news for the Big Blue Nation yesterday. Oscar Shibway returning to Kentucky thanks to uh, his NIL deals and maybe, you know, maybe the NBA game doesn't exactly line up with his skill set 
today, so he's coming back to Kentucky. He'll have the money to be able to get his mother out of Congo, and and so uh, it's a great, great opportunity yeah, for was, the Cats. I was watching, listening to him talk about his mom yesterday and about how his mom has never seen him play basketball. She doesn't know what it is. Wow. It just, it really, you know, it touches, pulls at your heartstrings. So here's what I'm going to say. The fact that he's coming back, he's already loved. What he was able to accomplish in one year, his spirit, his smile, his faith, his his benevolence, his hospitality and signing autographs. And he, he I mean, you add another year of that, and I mean, you can, without a doubt, he will just go on being a favorite. He is changing generations of Wildcat fans. I think just because of who he is. I think Kyle Tucker put it best. He said he can already see it now. In ten or fifteen years, people are going to be buying Shibway Toyotas. <laughs> Shibway Toyotas. But how many children <laughs> in the next ten years are going to be named Oscar? You know, so good question. Got to get to a break. Josh Horton is here from the Grayson County Health Department. Going to get caught up on the very latest. That's all coming up here on In the Know. Today is kindergarten day. So we have a kindergartner celebrating today. Chocolate covered cashews day today. I'll just take regular cashews. You just like take cashews. regular. I love cashews. Right. I'll, if you can leave the chocolate before they put them on the cashews, I'll take the. I'll take both. Yeah, I'd rather have them cashews. separate. And it is big word day today, so a day to use humongous words on purpose just to impress yourself, you know. So go ahead and facilitate the celebration of excess verbiage today. I don't know if I got enough big words in there. Josh Horton is here. He's the public health director of the Grayson County Health Department. I'm going to just offer a simple request. Don't use any, don't very use very many big, humongous words today because in your field, I would imagine I could get lost very quickly with the amount of big words that you all might encounter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, my nursing staff can do that to me when they talk clinical words. So, but yeah, there, there are big words in public health. Yeah. Like there's, so I hear, I hear just words in the medical community. I think, well, that just sounds awful. You know, because it's a you know fourteen syllable word. Well, good morning and welcome back. Well, I'm glad to be back. It's good to see you. Um, I will admit it's been nice seeing you with less frequency, <laughs> but it is also nice to see you when nothing personal. The world's not on fire. Well, I mean, usually uh, if you say I really, really need to get some information out there, it means oh no, something's going on and something's bad. So just to encounter you. Like on a on a regular schedule without there being something dire is nice and welcome. Well, I'm definitely enjoying being in the background. So. <laughs> yeah, you're being less uh, less the face of COVID. <laughs> That's right, so to speak. I have also enjoyed the frequency. I mean, you know, certainly better than I do. The state has really kind of retreated to a weekly report on here's what the map looks like, here's what we've experienced over the last week rather than this daily and multi-daily. What's that doing for you all at the health department? Is that is that a pace you're enjoying? Is it too much? Is it too little? How do you estimate it? Uh, we're enjoying it. It's it's given us a chance to step back and to reset and to look at the programs we, we've always done and to revamp everything that we've always done and so it's nice. It's nice not to talk about COVID every day. You know, realistically, we keep it in mind and know that it's still public health threat and there there could be new variants that come along um, that are more dangerous than the current variant we have. But, you know, it is nice. So we're kind of on the same pace as the state and we, we're cheering them along with this pace. Do you, you know, when I saw the COVID map two weeks ago, and I think our positivity was, uh, you know, 1.9 or something, and maybe there was only 
maybe a county with yellow or so. And so I said, okay, well, we're in pretty good shape there. It'd be nice if that was 100% green. Then I saw it three days ago, and uh, I think I saw three or four counties that were in the yellow, but primarily in the same portion of the state, positivity up above 3%. So is that an indication we're going higher? Is that just because of timing and holidays? Or what, what do you make of the small increase in positivity over the last couple of weeks? Well, with the new BA2 variant of COVID, um, it's actually uh, more, you know, very contagious, um, but the symptoms are less dire. So we know that the spread is up. I do think, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I do think that there there is more spread than we are aware of, only because people are having less symptoms, so they're probably not getting tested. They think it's allergies or whatever have you. The good news is um, that we're not seeing that um, produce more hospitalizations and deaths. So that's what we're, you know, we don't want anybody, of course, to get sick with the virus. But what we're really watching is to make sure that um, our death rates continue to stay down as well as hospitalizations because if the hospitals get overwhelmed, it's a struggle for them to function. So we're still in, in good territory for that. But the spread, I think, is there, Mark. It's just, uh, you know, testing has decreased a little bit. Um, that you don't see as many um, test drive-throughs and stations for people to go to, as well as with the symptoms um, are not as dire. So I think that it's still spreading. It's still here. It's just not like Delta was, where we're so sick we're, we're prompted to go get tested. Post-Omicron or the big, the big Omicron push, even when we were having 3,000 daily or 2,500 daily and we were still getting some large weekly totals, and now our weekly total is about – that, you know, and then we'll just call it just in nice round numbers, we'll call it about 3,000, uh, at least over the last couple of weeks. Once we, ter- once we turn the corner on Omicron, on main Omicron, I believe, I-, I kind of observed that COVID then took three steps back into the background among all of the other normal illnesses that we typically encounter, be that strep be that flu be that it it wasn't the it wasn't the thing that was you know everyone had that and only few people had it just kind of blended into the landscape of of things people could become ill with am i reading that correctly that's definitely where we are today and that's exactly where we want to continue to be um the last few times i've been here i, I you know i've, I've talked about how we're probably never ever going to get rid of coronavirus there are different types of coronaviruses that have been out there for years and years like the common cold is considered a coronavirus um so we're not going to get rid of it but is if we can continue to manage it that's our goal and i hope that we can get to the point where when we go and get our flu vaccine it's just one shot um hopefully i don't there's rumors that they may even be able to combine the vaccines i don't know we'll wait and see so that we're not having to get the booster doses so frequently. So I, I hope that it seems that we've turned a, a new corner in this virus, and if we can just stay where we're at, we're definitely at a level of being able to manage it. Did I also see an innovation, and maybe it's not an innovation to you, but it's just something that I'm learning of, but I read something in um, in various headlines and sources that I study that just in the last couple of weeks that maybe they've made a step forward in testing that there's, I would call it like similar to a breathalyzer test where it's almost instant that you can be diagnosed positive or negative. I mean, it's 
rapid on steroids, if you will. It's it's an immediate uh, testing diagnosis. Is that a game changer? I think yeah, it's it's another step in maintaining this virus. The FDA has, it's my understanding, has a, approved um, this this test device. It is like a breathalyzer. Um, there are rumors that uh, you know once these devices become available, but you know you still have manufacturing issues, you have costs and inflation and everything else that's that's combining making resources be less accessible, I suppose. Um, but if they can get something like this on the market and make it readily accessible, you're going to start seeing things like this at concerts and things. Instead of having to answer these pre-screening questions, mm-hmm. um, you simply just blow into a device and they can detect whether or not you're positive or negative for COVID. So um, it is neat. It, I don't think it's a tool to end all. I think it's just another resource in our toolkit um, to help us stay on a level of maintaining um, this virus. When we talk about combining things, so let me ask you, I, I will bet that I've been, I have been to a concert before and I, I didn't, I won't say that I had flu, but I've had a common cold than when I went. So are we going down the path of when I go to a concert and I go through that testing and they say, you have a common cold, you can't come to the show. Like, is that where we'll end up? Um, or I don't think we're heading there. Okay. I um, hope not. I think, again, this is just more so to, to, to keep COVID on a level of being maintained. We all want to go back to enjoying concerts, going to the movies, um, doing things that are normal. And that's that's why the health department has taken a few steps back. It's not that we're pretending that this virus is not there. It's that we understand that the public is to the point where they're ready to move forward. And we're, we're kind of in the background saying, okay, this is still a threat. We're still here if you need the resources. If you want information, call us. That's why we we pivoted for contact tracing, more of reaching out to you, calling us if you have questions. People are fatigued. They're tired. And you get to the point where are you making an impact or are you just, you know, uh, overstating, overstating, overstating. So we're, we're, we're on a good footing, I think, with the community. Now we're just wanting to get back, Mark, and reestablish those services and let people know that we're more than COVID. Anytime there's a battle, anytime there's a war, there's what's called an after-action report. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we can – I hope we're in that phase of after-action that we can look back. Um, I, I, I still know it's – I know it's still a thing, but if it's not ever going away 100%, then we have to get to a point where we say, okay, we're beyond it, and now we can look back more closely and study it. And you're a young man, and I know you're, you're – the majority – your career of the last three years has given you 20 years of experience because you've had to maneuver through it. But I will ask you this. From where you were uh, two and a half years ago or two years and some change ago to the beginning, to go from we don't have enough tests, right? I mean, in the first days of your job, it was, oh, no, we don't have any tests. Where are we going to get tests to just this many months later, which feels like a lifetime, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not that many months to the fact that in every doctor's office, there's going to be a testing device that says blow into this so we can tell you whether you're COVID-19 or COVID positive or not. Do 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 you even marvel at how quick we've gotten to that point? You know, I've seen a lot of money um, invested, not not necessarily on a county level. Um, you know, as far as when the state funds come down, we put it to use as we're directed. But on the federal level of money um, put into um, this this pandemic, uh, you know, a lot of people may say, I think it's a waste. I don't. I think that the resources we've developed, we can continue to use in the future to help us uh, address other pandemics. And there will be more pandemics. I hope for 
our uh, state of mind and our mental health and our, our well-being, we don't have one for another, what was it, 100 years before we discovered say, Can we make COVID. it like COVID-64? Yeah. I don't want it to be COVID-19. COVID-64. COVID-96. COVID-96 will be okay. I, I think, Mark, to answer your question, um, public health has been at the forefront of, of cuts for years um, for resources and uh, staffing and tools and equipment. And I think that this has revamped um, – understanding as well as people knowing that there's a need for public health. So I hope that we continue with that momentum, that we continue to make investments, that we continue to do the research that we need to make us better equipped. So if we do face another pandemic, you know, it was great that in two years or so, we three years, going on three years, is it? Yeah, it's over two years now, um, you know, that we've made these advances. But if we continue to do what we're doing, maybe when we face another pandemic, it won't even take two years. Maybe we can um, be more ready, more prepared, and I hope that's to the point we're at. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about um, you have an opportunity right now to influence people in their decision-making and their levels of concern based upon this. If if things don't change today or, the, or tomorrow or in the court system, you've got people who are going to be flying in the next – in the coming days and weeks – and they're not going to be required. No longer are people required to wear a mask on public trans- transportation, and so that's a that's a big change. You know, I've I've I figured it up this morning. I've I've flown maybe not an average number of times, but I, I didn't stop flying during that period. And so masks in airports, and it's been a hassle, and it's all that. And I'm looking forward to doing it and not having to. But should we think twice, even though even though it's not being mandated right now, should we think twice about doing it? Or do you think we're free to fly, so to speak? I think every individual has to evaluate their circumstances. I'm going to I'm going to be honest and blunt. If I was to fly tomorrow and if I fly with an airline that doesn't does not require me to wear a mask, I most likely wouldn't. Um, I've been vaccinated, boosted. I've taken the steps and I know that there is still a chance that I could get covid. Um, I, I think that as far as the, the level of health I'm on, if I did get COVID, I don't, I don't, I don't think it would be um, very detrimental because I've taken the steps I need to and I understand my health. Everybody needs to evaluate that. We're now on an individual basis. It's the same thing with flu. You know, if someone has um, ailments or other diseases that make them concerned about getting exposed to a virus, yes, still wear your mask. It's still an option. Use that, uh, you know, as a tool, even if you've been vaccinated. If you haven't been vaccinated, please go get your vaccine. Um, talk to your medical provider about that. But, um, I mean, I'm honest. I believe in the vaccines. I think at it, it, it one point, Mark, we have to put our money where our mouth is and say we've supported this, we believe it, and if we think that it's it's working, then we need to trust it. You may have heard me say in the opening segment, here's where I am on that. I am ready. I am ready for the CDC to stand down on masking on public transportation and leave it to the individual. Mm-hmm. But I do agree the court system needs to figure out whose advice we need to follow in the future when we're in similar. Some people will hear this and say, you didn't have the right to tell me all along. And I'm saying at some point in time, you need to stop and say, okay, it's back on you. I can't take care of this for you the whole time. So I'm for them pursuing this to figure out, you know, who, who decides, but I think we, it's served its purpose. I appreciate your insight on that because you're someone who's, uh, opinion I trust when I decide to to travel because I think you have both sides of the information. What have I not gotten to this morning that you must share before you go? 
Well, Anything? There's two things. The okay. first thing is to tie into COVID. Just to let people know that if you if you're still interested in receiving those free test kits, if you want to have some in your arsenal at home, um, there was one round of test kits. I believe there were four you could order back a few months ago. The federal government came out and said you can still order a second round. So if you haven't done that yet, you can get four more tests. You can go to covidtest.gov. That's covidtest.gov. Even if you don't need them right now, have them so you can test if you need. Um, the last thing I'll say, Mark, is I'm pivoting from COVID and um, talking about, you know, normality. I don't remember or I don't know if you remember last year we did the road to summer safety. We actually have that coming up again where we're going to do safety topics in the community um, to hopefully help equip families to have a safe summer here in Grayson County. So we have information on our website, myhealthdepartment.org. That's going to be May 26th. Um, the details are there. And Jenny, our health educator, um, is going to be talking more about that in the future. Okay, very good. By the way, my sister Martha, she did a demonstration on bicycle safety for 4-H. She could dust the, she could dust knock the dust off that presentation if you need her to. Yeah, you need bicycle safety. Absolutely, keeps that as part of your summer summer health safety. All right, so I like that you're nominating her without asking. Uh, All right, Martha, re- you've been signed up. She remembers because I wrecked her bicycle on the way to that demonstration. So it was, <laughs> it was a weird little situation that happened. Josh, good to see you as always. Good to see you. That's Josh Horton. He is a public health director for Grayson County. Got to get to a break. We'll be back with more here on In the Know. Did you know? Well, I guess today's Did You Know has suddenly switched. Did you know Shaden Sharp has uh, declared for the NFL draft? Or the NBA, yeah. Uh, sorry, maybe NBA NFL draft. I was about to ask you when the NFL draft is because Next week. I'm a week looking from today. forward to it. Uh, the deadline is Sunday for the NBA draft. Did he leave? Did he leave the door open? Uh, according to Kyle Tucker, no. Gone, gone. He's gone. Uh, the other Did You Know is Did you know racehorses can wear out new horseshoes in one race? Oh, wow. So in the Kentucky Derby, they shoe mm-hmm. the horse before and then right after well, the race? I, I guess that, that makes sense. I, I, I mean, it's like tires on a NASCAR race, right? Huh. Huh. Yeah, but they're running a mile and a half. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I ran a mile and a half, I'd probably need to get new it shoes, shows too. You a lot, shows you the force, though. <laughs> or have some oxygen waiting for me. <laughs> the force, the weight of the thoroughbred animal on those well, shoes. As we talked it, with Whitney yesterday, it's crazy to think that the Derby is two, week, two three weeks away or whatever. Yeah, yes, it yeah, is. it's um, yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, hard to imagine. Uh, Netflix been in the news the last twenty four hours. So yesterday, when they announced that they had lost two hundred thousand subscribers over the first quarter of the year, stock fell off twenty five percent. I think ended up it rebounded and then closed maybe down thirty five percent. But I'm not so sure. That's an example. Someone else explained it this way yesterday, so I I can't take one hundred percent credit for this. But here, here's where I am with that. They pulled out of Russia. Yeah, this is Matt, Matt Jones was talking about this yesterday. So they had it was Matt. That's right. So, so if they had one, if they had um, two million subscribers in Russia and they cut them off, but they only lost two hundred thousand in total, then they would have grown. Like, so does that mean without that move, they grew by one point eight? And you're also talking about a two hundred fifty-two million subscriber base. Mm-hmm. But I do understand where we might be at critical mass on streaming. Like, we might be able to... There's too many. We might be about to tip over Mm -hmm. on streaming because it's diversified. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've got a list ranked by what people say they should be paying for it. Uh, And in U.S. dollars, 
Consumers say they should pay $10.60 for Netflix, $9.30 for HBO Max, $9.20 for Disney Plus, $8.60 for Hulu, $8.60 for Prime, $6.90 for Apple TV, $6.80 for Paramount, and $5.50 for Peacock. I'll just tell you. That's just saying right there, there's way too much. We have all of those. (laughs) But we are still spending a third of what we were paying. On your cable bill. On DirecTV when we were finally able to get rid of it. I mean, it was ridiculous. But see, there's too much because it's always like people come up. It's like, oh, did you see insert show? It's like, no, there's so many now. My list of shows to watch between Netflix, HBO, (laughs) Paramount. I don't have Paramount, but still, it's. It is longer than I have time. I keep a running note in my uh-huh. phone uh-huh. Um, because somebody will say something, but then I will ask, okay, do you watch that on Netflix? Do you watch this on Peacock? What? You, because Amazon, yes, Hulu. Because I'm like, okay, I have to go and We got the out. NCTC service on, I think I'll just say it was roughly October 17th uh-huh. because I had a KBA board meeting the following day. That's how I remember roughly when so about it was. About six months. They were installing it, and I was starving man at a buffet. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to watch first. Mm-hmm. TV was, like, it was complicated pounding and stacking yes. up faster mm-hmm. and then but now i'm to the point where i can go you know um here's what's happened to me with apple tv plus recently the things i want to go watch it will tell me are no longer available mm-hmm. i won't get to them before they're gone and then i'll say well if it's not going to be there on demand for me all the time i can turn this on and off when i want that's the well, other thing about contracts or like satellite service you think well this is what it costs a month but with all these streaming services, if I want to turn, and I won't because it was, it, it, we actually use your Netflix account. Like yes. you, you had the Netflix account when we got married. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it's one that you've just always had. The others I've just kind of added as we've gone. But now if we say there's not really anything on Netflix right now, but Ozark's coming out in 90 days, mm-hmm. let's just turn it off for 90 days because mm-hmm. there's not really anything there. <laughs> I will turn it back on. I've thought about doing that for because I have Hulu Live TV. I know you use YouTube TV, <laughs> and Hulu I primarily use to watch NFL, NCAA basketball. But the Reds are not on Hulu, so I, I can't. So I've considered dropping it for three months until until August when UK football and college football starts back up. Just yep. because I don't, I don't consume anything. Here's where they're getting you. It's not, it's not a huge amount of money for any of them, but when you add them together. Mm-hmm. It still sizes up to something. You go, oh well, I'm back to where I was, what I was paying for cable. But there is a lot more flexibility, and you get to choose what you watch. You get to choose what and watch. But and here's it. things that may muddy the waters. Netflix is planning a cheaper, so, so they're raising their premium, but then they're going to have another tier. But you'll watch ads. Well, I will tell you, uh, they're going to make far more money mm-hmm. selling mm-hmm. ads and selling access to you mm-hmm. than they are through your subscriptions. Well, here's the old adage: if it's free. You're the product being sold. Uh-huh. Yes. So I, your free access to this show every morning, you're the one being sold because we're uh-huh. paying for you to be reached. It's uh-huh. the same way in the Netflix world if they charge I for I just ads. hope that if they do this, they, they do a little better than Hulu and not playing five, just the same five commercials over and over again. Because well, I, I mean, that's, I, I get, there are lots of organizations uh-huh. that could be uh, criticized for that, including us. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not denying that. So, but it, it does. I don't here's my have to point, watch our commercials. Here's now. my point, Sam. It's, there's too much there's too much real estate to be populated with content so back to your there are too many outlets for content mm-hmm. and so it's gonna have to be reined back in or something so but 
If you want to pay less for Netflix, then you have to wait through the ads. If you if you know if you don't, then you don't. I did think it was funny that uh, Taylor Sheridan, who has created two of the two of my favorite shows, and I like Mayor of Kingstown, all right, uh, but I'm just not in in on it. And he's involved with that. But he created Yellowstone. He created 1883. And two of my favorite shows on television. But he, in almost a self-deprecating way, said that the reason his shows are so popular is because of the pandemic. He said that right oh. about the time that his shows were coming along, people were starving for it's, new content. And Yellowstone just It's went. like Tiger King. Tiger it's King hit went. at yeah. the absolute perfect time. Mm-hmm. If it would have hit today, would it have still made been as big of a deal i don't think so i just like what he was he's just saying i mean my content's great Mm -hmm. but i was blessed by people were just starving and Mm -hmm. saying show me something i can go to montana in my mind on the dutton ranch even though i'm stuck in my apartment in new york city and people just went crazy for it so gotta get to a break we'll come back finish it up for the morning here on in the know MB's point to ponder for today. Who decided the standard amount of toast is two? Oh, for... I don't know. Well, it's because if you toast, toast a bagel, much? if you toast a bagel, it's one on each side. Are bagels older than toast? I think bread's older than bagels. Yeah. But still, to make a sandwich, you have to have two pieces of bread. I wasn't ordering a sandwich. I was ordering breakfast, eggs, oh. and toast. Uh-huh. So I should think I might want... It. I'll occasionally run into a restaurant somewhere, and they'll bring you three slices of toast. And I think... I don't know. I typically eat one. So I, I appreciate I that. I well, you go to some places that give you one piece, but they cut it in half to make it look like there's two. Malaya can eat a half a loaf of bread and butter. Mm, she, she sure can. She loves bread and butter, but she hasn't learned... She hasn't come to appreciate toast yet. Mm-hmm. She just wants the bread yeah. and butter. And I wonder yeah. how old. Of course, she's very gummy <laughs> because she, oh, she has she's lost with, so many she's teeth. Yeah. teeth that you don't want got... that crunch of that toast yes. on your gums. But like, she used maybe to she love Oreos. Yeah. See how look yeah. at that smile. It's she like... used to love Oreos. And I found some that were just like crushed in a little Ziploc <laughs> bag in her backpack. And I'm like. Um, why are you not eating your Oreos? She's like, Mama, I can't. They They get stuck. They hurt, and they get stuck up in here, she says. Bless this little heart. I'm going to plant this seed with you. You can look it up later. In uh, Tokyo, Japanese researchers have developed electric chopsticks that you can use less sodium on your food, but it charges the ions to give you the sensation that your food is more salty than it is. You know what this looks like? This looks like a it's straight it's a straightener. Isn't that what it looks like? I'm, I'm asking you. Uh, yeah, the it's a lot it more pointy. Kind of, well, yeah, but, but yeah. It, it, from that angle, it looks like you're... The design of it is uh-huh. the design of a hair straightener, uh-huh. yes. I haven't used a hair straightener very many times. I thought you used it every morning. Mm. I tell you, when I probably tried to use it last is when her hand was injured mm-hmm. and we had to go somewhere. She said, can you, you try to use yes, a straightener? Yes, that is true. Uh, this would be video I'd need. Tonight on, this says on ABC, but it's a typo. CBS is the season one finale of Ghosts. And you liked this, right? Yes, it's good. Yes, okay. it's, it's good. good. Yeah. And on HGTV, the season three premiere of Windy City Rehab. Maybe Cougar Baseball. Maybe Cougar Baseball. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1975, with communist forces closing in. The South Vietnamese president, uh, 
Nien Van Thieu resigned after nearly 10 years in office and fled the country. Shaden Sharp was just waiting for the Oscar good news to try mm-hmm. to soften the blow at his departure, mm-hmm. right? Although it probably would have been better to have the opposite. Maybe, yeah. In 1836, an army of Texans led by Sam Houston defeated the Mexicans at San Jacinto, assuring Texas independence. Mark Twain died this day in 1910. Prince died this date in 2016. Barbara Bush's funeral was held this date in 2018. QE2 is 96 today. Queen Elizabeth II, huh. 96 today. Iggy Pop is 75. Patty Lapone is 73. Hold me closer. Tony Danza is 71 today. I love it. Oh, yeah. See, so there you go, Sam. Not only do we say Ghost is good, your mama says Ghost well, is good. That's an opinion I trust. I love the way it weaves the generations together. So it's shared experience mm-hmm. yeah. among people from uh, Nordic times, mm-hmm. from the Elizabethan period, from the early before the white man came to North America, the boomers of the eighties is kind of one of those, and then, and then present day. It's just really good. It's um, it's it's well done. Andy McDowell is sixty four today. Rob Riggle is fifty two. Tony Romo is forty two today. In Rob Riggle, Louisville, is Rob Riggle from I Louisville? Think he's I don't from know, Louisville. but he's the one that got gets to. He helps tase Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. <laughs> yes. Okay. That is fantastic. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I rewatched that movie a couple of weeks ago. Gone but not forgotten. Charlotte Bronte, born in 1816. Jane Eyre to you. John Muir, who's basically the father of our U.S. National Park System, born in 1838. Okay. He was born in Louisville but moved to Kansas when he was two. Okay. Oh, okay. A little Rob Riggle goes a long way. When yeah. he's on, his yeah. shtick is good. Because yeah. I know he's on like the NFL, one of the NFL pregame shows. He's on he Fox. does Fox, yeah. And then he doesn't, uh, doesn't he do like a. It's like a three minute skit every week. Does he do uh, a game show, though, where they knock people off of the, It's like a. He does obstacle a different course. skit every okay. week. And right. so some might, weeks it might be that. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm just it's not a huge fan of the Fox pregame show. It's old, just yeah, nor am I, but it's a lot. Uh, but Terry Bradshaw's a lot, too, so a little Terry Bradshaw goes a long way. There's no such thing as, I mean, I, you don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything the at all. The proper yeah, no. portion. Yeah. I don't even like Howie Long. Mockingbird like Hill, Patty Page, and 54. Like no, Michael, 51. I like Michael Strahan, though. I know you do not like Michael Strahan, do you? Uh, no, not really. She just didn't like him. As I didn't the like host him. Of the show. Right, it was the show. That- Percy Faith, number one, theme from a summer place. I've heard this before. Boy, they used to sell. They just used to try to sell that album on afternoon television. <laughs> the Isley Brothers, number one in '69. It's your it's thing. Your thing. Do what you want to do. Good song. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. We got several good songs today. 1978, Yvonne Element, number one. With a, if I can't have you. Okay. I, at first, I didn't recognize that, and then the 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 ending there, I I, I knew I knew it. Got to know that hook. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Aretha and George, number one in '87. I knew you were waiting for me. <laughs> and the valley was low. 
You might have heard this one. 1996. Two minutes to Alanis Morissette, here. number one. Do you like her? I love her. I do. See, because they were talking about, because she's coming to Louisville. Yeah. Uh, in one of the music festivals, I know. I love Alanis. Her, her voice just doesn't do it for me. She was it's, the voice it's a different of a, voice. Uh, it was when when she when she got popular, it uh-huh. was such a unique sound uh-huh. that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not if for you, me. If you were living, if you were a young adult at that time, yes. well, I was living. And then, <clears throat> no, well, that's why I, I amended it. Uh-huh. So I was junior senior. Um, what year was that? Ninety six. Okay, no, I was not. Ninety eight. Yeah. So it's okay. one of my favorite Kenny Chesney songs. Anything but nine, number one in 05. It's one of the lesser nines, which is, I think, why I like it. I can't remember whether it was him or Brad Paisley that had the one with Big Red in the music video from WKU. That's a good question. I don't know. But, you know, Puka Shells Unite. Whenever time you hear Kenny Chesney, you got to put your Puka Shells in And then eight years ago today, John Legend and All of Me. I just, I may say that all of me, this song might have played a role in one of our wedding anniversaries. It may have. I may have a blanket with uh, lyrics on it. So, So, happy anniversary again. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you, too. Thank you, Sam. And uh, happy birthday to young Miss Alea. Yes. Now, I realize she's having spaghetti for dinner. I got to figure out how to get in on that. (laughs) Can I get some spaghetti for that? Yeah, Mm -hmm. without a doubt. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Leaders don't force people to follow. They invite them on a journey. Leaders don't force people to follow. They invite them on a journey. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here next time for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.